We've got the scuttlebutt for you. This week, Mary Long guest hosts and tells us about her trip to the principal's office. Superhero t-shirts on grown men? Not my style, but they look great on Mike. We cover various nonsense from our first car to the first thing we're going to do after quarantine. Also, Turtle Boy waddles his fat ass into Medfield's affairs. And guest Michelle Intravaya is here to talk about suicide and depression and how Samaritans might be able to help. Sound good? All right, let's do this. We're hanging. Small Town Scuttlebots. Small Town Scuttlebutt is brought to you by ParkStreetBooks.com. Shop in store or online. Books, learning games, puzzles, and more. By Mario's Lawn Care. Spring cleanup is hard work. Get it done right. Mario's Lawn Care. And by Royal Pizza. Are you hungry? Feeling lazy tonight? That's cool. Get a pizza at Royal Pizza. Or don't, but you'll still be hungry. This is the only podcast in the world called Small Town Scuttlebutt. I am Rick Fink Jr. In the studio in my basement, across the table from me, is my trusted and loyal friend and co-host, Mike Page. Michael, how's it going? It's going great, Rick. Although I will say the second I got to your front door, you made fun of me. But I was also making fun of you. It was a very... Uh, our greeting, <laughs> our greeting to each other tonight, Rick said... Okay, first of all, you're wearing a Spider-Man t-shirt. Yeah. And I said... You said... Nice t-shirt. What are you, seven? And then... At the same time, I was saying, what is this risky business? Because... Yeah, I'm wearing Ray-Bans. Yeah, Rick looked oh, like... Oh, and no was, pants and a white shirt, and I was sliding on my socks down the driveway? No, I don't even no, know you how you call it. No, you were sliding down your socks, uh, sliding down your uh, entryway. Yeah, to answer the door. To, to get, get the door, yeah. You painted a pretty accurate picture of what Well, we're I'll take Tom Cruise risky business over Elijah, what's his face, playing Spider-Man any day. Elijah Wood. Yeah, he's not Spider-Man. He was. No, he's like Frodo or one of the. He's one. He's from Lord <laughs> of the Rings. Okay, who's and the, he was Rudy. Yeah, that's oh, who you're talking that's about. That's a good movie. No, it's not. <laughs> Long is in studio. Yeah, let's talk about Mary Long. How Hi, are you Mary doing, Long. Mary? Um, I'm pretty good. It's it's a little tense right now with all the bickering going on. Um, and what over me and Mike on risky business? Is that is that too much? Was it over? Were we over the top? Is this I coming think, in hot? I think it's Mike. I think he just has a little bit of a negative energy. <laughs> I, and and a Spider Man t shirt. I get and that like, a lot. And then also speaking of Rick answering the door, it took him three minutes to answer the door and. It was, it was a little awkward, but I'm in now and I'm fine. All right. Well, Mary, you are here, and I'm really glad that you are because you're a junior at the Medfield High School, and you guys are going back to school eventually. Not yet, but soon enough. So I'm happy for you in that regard, but I'd like to pick your brain and touch base with you and get a, get a good scouting report on how things are going on at the high school. And you are going to replace our host, Kathy Ferris, who's missed her fourth show. She's 0-4 this year. Where is she this time? Yeah, well... Coles? I'll let her Home speak first. Let's all take a guess. Marshalls. What's her excuse? I'm, I'm going Coles. Okay, you're going big box store discount. Yes. Coupon extravaganza event yep. going on. Yep. Okay. She can't miss it. Okay, I'm going to th- I think there's a, a good two-for-one deal at like a Red Lobster. You know, like a chain restaurant, no frills, kind of boring. You know what you get. 
What do you think? I'm gonna guess the same thing Mike said, but I'm gonna guess like a target. So you're on target, okay. Well, let's let's give it a listen. Hi Rick, it's Kathy. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're enjoying the weather. Listen, I just found out that um, the CIA was considering using cats as spies. Well, I mean, it was in the 1960s to get a leg up on the Soviets, but I'm gonna need time to process this. So not gonna make it. Sorry. Yeah, that's a clear indication. Wow, that we were way off. Yeah. COVID is taking its toll on Kathy. Just yeah. this whole quarantine. I like how she still refers to him. Well, I guess it's it's accurate at the time, but she refers to them as the Soviets still. Yeah, right. It's fun. It's the 1960s. Um, Mike, let's get into it, man. So that's that's I'm all the preamble. To, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done setting up the show. All right, cool. Now over to you. Ali listened to last week's podcast yesterday and when I got home uh, from taking the dogs, she said, you know uh, that thing in the newspaper where they correct things that they did wrong? And I said, yeah, the corrections section. And she goes, well, no, there's a specific name for it. And I was like, it's the corrections part of the newspaper, but continue. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie took offense to the fact that I pointed out that we are, had a discussion about me not wearing sweatpants out of the house and changing into jeans. She wanted to point out uh, that it was not argument, rather a discussion. Okay. So that's that's my correction of the week. And do you think that there's going to be a correction to this correction next week? I have a good feeling that there would be. Oh, there absolutely You, you messed up be. somewhere in there. I definitely did because I you pointed did not, out that You spoke I, on her behalf and yeah. that's a that's a slippery slope, my friend. Yeah, I'm telling you. Can we you, pull this? I've been married 10 years or 11. Mary, Mary, what's going on? You're a 17-year-old high school junior. What's going on in your world? Well, some super exciting stuff. We got AP exams coming up. We got SAT. Stop bragging. Stop bragging. What kind of AP classes AP are you taking? AP exam. I'm okay. only in one AP. Okay. Psych. Um, psych? Are you psych. kidding? Or you really are, it's psych? Psychology. Okay. Psych? No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> and then um, SATs on Wednesday. Um, and then we're going back to school all together on April 12th. So it's a really extreme series of events. I don't want to be a jerk, but that is the anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic. Okay, Mary, there's so much I want to talk to you about. Can we talk about high school and what's going of on there? Of course. Okay, so Mary, you brought to light the IT issues that were going on a couple weeks ago. Where are we with that? Are are we now able to hear people on Zoom and see them without an interruption? You know, we can hear again. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of a matter of teachers figuring out how close they want to put the microphone to their speaker, <laughs> how loud they want it blasting on our devices. Uh-huh. Um, but other teachers are actually managing very well uh-huh. the fact that the Wi-Fi actually works now. Previously, we actually had issues where we couldn't see or hear our teachers. Yep. And so our mandatory our mandatory Zooms were actually just sitting and staring at our screen and well, learning nothing. Yeah, now how long was that going on for? A few weeks. Okay. Mary, I understand that you were sent to the principal's office for that post. Would you like to uh, elaborate? Yeah, I actually um, shared a video on Concerned Citizens of one of my Zooms and how the each my teacher's words cut out all the time, she everything was frozen and how it wasn't working. I disguised names. I covered up all faces so you could only hear an audio disguised. And turns out that many people in Medfield were not pleased with that, and they decided to send it to my to my school and, and demand I go to the principal's office to have my actions reflected upon. Interesting. So there's a high school student who's on the user end of our education that we adults are paying for, and she's blowing the whistle on the fact that she can't learn, and people take offense to that or have a problem with that. What was exactly the thing that you did 
wrong. I don't see anything wrong. When I saw that post, I was like, ooh, this is a problem. Let's get that addressed. See, my only intention was to inform the parents that their and you precious, and precious I, tax dollars are going towards shitty Wi-Fi. Yeah, and I appreciate that. Thank you for doing that. And mm-hmm. you should do that. And don't be silenced because you got in trouble. But turns out that that's illegal to film a Zoom. So essentially, I'm a felon. Oh. Well, is that a felony or a misdemeanor? Are you familiar with the laws? Hey, no. Missy Elliott got a really cool nickname. Missy through, Misdemeanor Elliott. Yeah, I mean... Well, this is Mary Felony Long. Yeah, it doesn't have the same ring to it. I'm a criminal. Mary Felony Long. Felony would be a cool middle name. Yep. So you're Mary a... Long Arm of the Law. That doesn't work. Either. Mary Long was a hypocrite. Remember that song? Yeah. Did you ever look up that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what did the principal say to you, or who was the assistant principal, right? Um. Yeah. He he was really nice about it. He was just basically kind of like, I know, I know, it seems crazy, but it's it's that's just like the rules and I was like okay it's fine but I was just more just dis- not disturbed but more upset by the fact that it was teachers and and parents who were sending it to him and when I was just trying to do it it was them. teachers and parents interesting like community yeah I just do you know how many people filed these grievances that they, they wanted to get that 17 year old girl straightened out all I heard was that there was multiple moving on do you want me to talk about this chairlift thing yeah Mike uh, guys, get a load of this. Three people were hurt after um, a chairlift incident at Camelback Resort back in my neck of the woods. Um, in the Poconos? In the Poconos of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So here's what I'll say. Uh, this is a um, prime example of why you don't ski on a hill that claims to be a mountain. Camelback Resort in Tannersville is not really much to write home about, but if you're in the New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania area, it's the best you've got. But a father and his two children were wi- riding the chairlift when it fell off a ski lift line and crashed to the ground. I'm not saying the three of them fell out of the chairlift. The whole gondola came right off the cable and crashed to the ground. Wow. First of all, terrifying. Mm -hmm. Second, um, those kids are never going skiing again. Oh, absolutely not. No, they'll they'll still go, you know, to the ski resort and ride the gondola, but there's no way they're going to go down the hill on skis. Yeah, probably not. They're hurt, but everybody's okay, I guess. Anyway, that's why I I prefer water skiing. You don't have to wait. First of all, you're not freezing. And then uh, you don't have to deal with chairlifts. You're just skiing the whole time. What if the water's cold? Well, that's not great. Have you ever have you ever gone water skiing? No. Mike? Oh yeah, you have. I actually uh, got a very severe concussion water skiing once. No kidding. Yeah, my uh, that explains everything. Yeah. So my my chin hit first. My entire body folded in half backwards, <laughs> and the back of the ski hit me in the back of the head, and I thought I was paralyzed for like 10, 15 minutes. My grandfather circled the boat yeah. and went back to retrieve the ski before coming to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did go snorkeling in the Bahamas and came in encounter with a barracuda. Oh. And he just hung out yep. about three feet below the surface and it was just pointed at us. Didn't move, just stood there the whole time. It's always cool when you see a barracuda standing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mike, you're really getting me today, buddy. Yeah. It's the, I made fun of the Spider-Man shirt, and he just can't let it go. Fine, you look like a 12-year-old. Is that better? Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny, though. Like, uh, at, at the after-school program, it's, it's, a, um, it's like street cred when you, when you have a, a Spider-Man shirt or like some superhero shirt. Anywhere else, it's frowned upon. I refuse to grow up, so I will continue wearing them. Well, that's what makes you 
uniquely you and be loved by kids. Who's your favorite superhero? Uh, there's no such thing as favorite superheroes in my book. They're all lame. Wow. Oh, wow. Dude, you're a grown-ass man wearing tights and a cape. Grow up, get a hobby. Okay, you need a podcast. Mary, who's your favorite superhero? This is hard. Um... Oh wait, actually no. Okay, this is it has to be a woman, right? No, don't try to. You're not gonna be. Her. You're not gonna play the you know girl power role here. No. Are, aren't you supposed to look out for each other? I feel like either the Hulk, right? Wrong. Right. He's got an attitude problem. I could do without that. He's not very coachable. Can't manage that guy. He's got a great. You're back. off the team. He's got a great backstory. I'm with you, Mary. What's your other one? I think that's it. Oh, okay. I don't know his backstory. Holy shit! I just put Red Bull in my eyeball. It's stinging. <laughs> <Ow>! <laughs> And that's how Rick became a superhero. Rick, what's your superhero name? Toro? Fink Ball. Oh, you sound like a villain. Mike, I love the Ushanka intro sound bit. That was very Um, clever. Glad you liked that, Rick. Okay. First Ushanka topic... Mary, what are you going to do when quarantine is lifted? First thing. Uh, are we talking about, like, masks? Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about effective tomorrow, life goes back to normal. Whatever that stuff that you were doing before this went down, you can go back and do it. What's the first thing you're going to go after? This is, it's going to sound so lame, but I've, I think about it every day. The first time going into a store without a mask. Mm-hmm. Like, the first time just, like, not having to be like, oh, shoot, my mask, or, like, or actually taking all my masks and just like putting them elsewhere and just going out in public without someone, some Karen yelling at me to put my mask on. How often do you forget the mask and have to double back to the car or wherever? It's, I'd say about three times a week. Yeah. I'm pretty good about that. I went into CVS the other day and left the store and realized I didn't have a mask. And nobody said anything? Nobody said anything. Nobody was a jerk. Um, wow. When I got to the car... I felt like a jerk. I felt like, holy moly, you moron. It just slipped my mind. You know, it's the end of the day. Things are going on. I got to get here, do that, right? It's a witching hour. Yeah. What are you going to do, Rick? Well, I got to come up with a better answer than go into a store without a mask on. Yeah. What am I going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I am going to just hang out, like, downtown, mill around, linger a little bit. Like, whether it's at Starbucks. I'm going to Look out, Medfield. Here comes Fink. I'm just looking forward to getting back into when I take my daughter to a sporting event, I can stay and watch it with a bunch of other people, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm looking forward to those kind of things. How about yourself? I'm picturing, okay, so Rick re-entering society <laughs> in Medfield. It's a nice summer day. Quarantine has been lifted. Rick is swinging a paint can, walking down the street. To Staying Alive by the Bee Gees, reenacting John Travolta's intro to Saturday Night Fever. I don't really... And you are so thrilled to be out. There's birds chirping, and you are just strutting down the street. Strutting. That's yeah. right. That's funny. When me and Rex go for a walk, I don't say, let's you go str- for a walk. I say, strut? I say, come on, Rex, let's strut. And he's like right there with me. And yeah. And, and Bob Seger starts singing? No. No, it would be um, Andy Gibb. Well, yeah, but... I. He, Okay. Or one of those Gib. Bob Seger has that song. You love you love to watch him strut. We were just talking about the That's other one. Fine. Yeah. You you made a transition without. I, yeah, I'm sorry. I transitioned. Let's say I'm in the shower when they lift the quarantine stuff, and you don't have to wear masks anymore. Then the first thing I'd do is like get dressed and get ready for the day. But if uh, like optional, I want in my book. I want live music. That's what I want. Yeah. 
I cannot. Yes, I, it's Mike. like I don't know how many times I've complained to people about this in the last year. I apologize to all of you, but mm-hmm. I miss live music so much. It's yes. like my favorite thing to just go to a small venue, see a great band. Can I go with you on that venture? Because I bet experiencing live music with you would be enhanced just mm. to have you there because you're such a... Because I'm so into it. Yeah. 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 I like to hang out with people doing their thing that they love doing, even if I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I do love music. But as soon as I can walk into a small venue and see a great band, that's what I'm doing. A Stone Temple Pilots song came on the other day, and I just cranked it all the Which way Which song was it? I don't remember. Flush? Nope. Creep? Nope. Uh, re- uh, highway, highway, was that Highway 1? Yeah. Interstate Love Song. Yep. Highway, see? I was on, I was in the ballpark. The find who, the find who. Those are all the words that I know as well. It, it could have find been. her yeah. to find her. Might as well be Pearl Jam. To find her, find her, find her. <laughs> Next topic out of the Ushanka hat. The warrior name. We're still talking about this. Is the name warrior offensive? Should we change it? Well, this is a really big issue apparently to some people, so we created a 22-person committee to vote on it. Now, who's the person who created an even-numbered body? To vote on something? I don't know. But here's a tip. Try to find an odd number of people to vote on something. Because what could possibly happen here, folks, is you could get an 11-11 tie, and then it goes back to the school board with an inconclusive decision, which I believe is what's going to happen. Mary, you're on that committee, aren't you? I am. Um, right now, it's I'd say it's pretty split. I mean, personally, I stand on when the word warrior is detached from the logo imagery. I do not find it offensive or racist. I think it's an empowering term mm-hmm. um, detached, from, detached from the logo. Okay. The other half of people just still think the word warrior is extremely or just is, isn't okay to, have, Inappro- to represent us or okay. inappropriate. That's the word. Mm-hmm. Um, and are the, the committee is made up of freshmen. It goes from freshman high school to elderly honestly. Um, A lot of Medfield alumni, a lot of high schoolers, a lot of staff. And right now we're just kind of trying to find some common ground, but lately it hasn't really been that that easy. What's the argument? It's basically basically whether the word warriors is racist or not. But what's the argument that it is racist? I I really don't know because I obviously, I I would love an explanation from that side of the story, Mm -hmm. but I get, I I feel like people who think it is racist are just still thinking about it attached to the imagery, and I just think the word warrior detached from any imagery, the, just the word warrior, I just think that's an empowering term, not an inappropriate term. No, yeah, sure. If you're fighting cancer, you're a warrior. If you're, you know, you're a single mom with three kids, you know, and you're going to night school to get a degree, right? Like, you're a warrior. You're pushing through. Right, and no one's going to be offended by it. But at the same time, I, I can see I don't how... find it offensive, but I do. I've, I'm always annoyed if I'm watching a football game and the announcer refers to like, you know, oh, you know, they're they're going out onto the gridiron for to, you know, anytime there's words like battle thrown around uh, and any of the warrior terminology, I, I think it's belittles what actual soldiers and actual warriors do. But interesting, you, your definition of warrior is 
a weaponized person defending a larger group of people, right? Yeah, I don't, I warrior is one of those words that I think is so overused in general. And like you, you had said last year, how many schools there are in Massachusetts with the with the warrior as I believe we, I believe we found seventeen. Yeah, I, I was going to say I, I could it was be like, off by one or two. But, I was going to say I thought it was twenty something. Yeah, but, it was pretty high. Um, I I feel like warrior is just such an overused word and never seems to be used correctly. So I'm I'm okay with moving on from the warrior name. I'm all about tradition. If it's been here forever, a warrior means fighter. Just convey that and get get it over with. But I also like your idea too. Yeah, I mean. Medfield has a history making hats. Milliners, I'm sorry for everybody that thinks it's the lamest mascot in the world, but guess what? It's Medfield. What is more Medfield than making straw hats? That's nothing. Yeah, that's Don't what, hate me for a brilliant idea. It is a brilliant it, idea. It's an alliteration. It ties in our past, uh, and it doesn't tie in anything with our past uh, where half of our town was burned by a group of people that didn't want us here, and we stayed here anyway uh, and then became milliners, and that's what we are. We're the Medfield Milliners. Do you know that the homecoming game could be like the Kentucky Derby with everyone coming out with their straw hats, dressed up? Yeah. Be pretty sweet. That's exactly what this town needs is more reasons for other towns to hate us. Yeah. No, what this town needs is more Facebook groups. Okay. Last Ushanka topic. Mary, before you came over, Mike and I went out and grabbed some food downtown and we getting out of the car and a white Audi Q5 windows rolled down. Now, Rick, how much does an Audi Q5 cost? North of 100 grand. Yeah. Easy. And windows rolled down, three girls, high school girls in it, cranking some god-awful, you know. It was bad. Some bubblegum synth pop, popular, wow. whatever they call it. Rick really know. has his finger on the pulse. Yeah. What, you know, with Teen those, culture. Those, those kids are listening to these days. Anyway, I said to Mike. Rick, Mike, how did that song go? Can you give us a little... Which one? The the one that they were cranking. I, I don't even remember what it was. And, and I don't even. It wasn't even recognizable. I just I, wanted I, to hear your take on what it might have sounded never like. Never even, nope. I couldn't even. All I know, it was like kind of obnoxious, but I yeah. could understand how younger kids would like it, right? And I said to Mike over the hood of the car as we were getting in, hey, remember when you were 17 and you thought this song is so cool, everyone else must hear it too? And then I You said, were there, remember? Yeah. And then I said, remember when you thought that Blasting a song from your car would automatically make you cooler. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. So anyway, it had me thinking. Shanka mm. topics. Back to that. Yep. What was your first car? Was it an a brand new Audi Q5? No. My first car. My dad pulls into the driveway, and I went, "What is that?" <laughs> and he gets out, and he's walking towards me. Now he hasn't mentioned that he's going to go get me a car. He gets out, drops the keys in my hand, and says, "Now I'm his only son. I am. I am the last hope he has for carrying on the family name." Drops the key into my hands and says, "Don't get in an accident in this thing, or you'll die." <laughs> what was it? It was a Geo Metro. Oh, geez. Um, I. That's not even a real car. That's a golf cart. With I a... understand. It's a pregnant roller skate. Is <laughs> yeah. what it really is, Rick. It's a pregnant roller skate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about eight and a half months, I think. Yeah. I'm not sure what the gestation period of a Geo Metro is, mm. or of a roller skate. Um, but it it's the roller skate equivalent of eight and a half yeah. to nine months for mm. sure. Like that point where the belly button is is like popped out. It's an Audi, but yeah. not an Audi. Not an like Audi that. Q5, that's no, for sure. No. Yeah. What was your first car? 
My first. Oh, car- and it was Hunter Green. I know you were. Uh, that was your next question. What color no. was my awesome Geo Metro? Well, if you wanted to make it sound cooler, you would have said it's British Racing Green. Yeah, but it wasn't. It was. Because just- <laughs> I think Hunter Green, like, yeah. you should just lie. Yeah, just, like just the tell, Jaguar. Just tell people. Yeah. My first car was a Volkswagen, a 1994 Volkswagen Jetta. And I got it right after college, and about a year and a half into it, the handle came off. No, the, the key lock. Sure. Like, I turned the key, pulled my key out, the whole housing came out. <laughs> um, the back seat of the car, this was back when Volkswagen Jettas, uh, you would adjust the seat by a wheel on the side. Like okay. crank yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, that thing broke, so the whole back seat just fell. I mean, the back of the front seat fell into the back seat. That's amazing. So I had to go get like a bunch of my backpacking equipment. I filled up a backpack with sleeping bags and things, and I stuffed it on the floor behind the seat to give me sure. padding. Yeah. And the seat was completely not even attached to the. Well, you my, had a swivel chair. That's great when you're driving. The back was swivel. It was the most unsafe thing. I had to take it to a, a auto body shop. Hubcaps and things would fall off. Like this was the worst. Like this was when they started making these cars in Mexico, and I don't think they had the quality control up to up to speed yet. You know, mm. it was. Um, but I would go to like on Route Three A in New Hampshire and Bow. There was a car graveyard, and you would say, "I got a Jetta," and they'd say, "Aisle 7. and then you'd go down Aisle Seven. And there's a bunch of Jettas, and you literally can just take yeah. whatever off of it you want. And maybe it's a hubcap, maybe it's a wheel, maybe it's a steering column. <laughs> you know, maybe it's maybe it's that lock mechanism. Yeah. And then now let's let's hear the cool car story. What are you driving, Mary? What's in my driveway right now? Well, um, I'll actually start with- A brand with, new shiny what? Um, I'll start with my first car, which was a 14-year-old Toyota minivan. <laughs> um, wow, you paid your dues. You had to drive that for, what, two months before you got this thing? <laughs> um, it was actually a very unsafe vehicle. Um, it actually lost its watertight seals, so whenever it rained, it would just leak right into the car, and it got a nice moldy smell. No way. Um, uh. The lights actually stopped working, um, uh, needed a lot of work, and so my parents decided after 14 years, countless car trips, yep. kid throw up on long car rides, like all that You grew up stuff. in this. This is your... This is the fan. This is like the OG family car. They decided yeah. that they are going to turn in, and then my dad respectfully lets me drive his car now, which is a Jeep Wrangler. And it's not bright, new, and shiny. It's a 2016 model. 2016, okay. And it's, it's well, it's, your dad takes care of his belongings, so that's very nice because mm-hmm. it looks brand new to me. Not so, like Rick. Rick's car currently has, what what is the current state of your car, Rick? I noticed something funny as I pulled in today. Oh, it's so, got three wheels. Yeah, yeah, so. Rick's car currently has a nice donut on it. Yeah. Mike, right above your head, take a look. <laughs> Wow. That is a spider. Oh, oh, he just dropped. Oh, and you don't care? What are you doing? You're touching its web. Get it off that table. Hey, Spider-Man, it's your shirt. Yeah. This is so it's funny. uh, Spider-Man, look at that. Kids at uh, the after school program have asked me in the past. Rick, by the way, for the listeners, I put the spider over on Rick's side of the table. And and I heroically swept it off without. being squeamish. Mary, would you say that's an accurate portrayal of what just happened? Yeah, but oh, I mean, sure. I'm just going to say it's a little um, wimpy of you to, since you are wearing a Spider-Man shirt and then you then you fling the spider to the other side. I didn't side fling of it. I was starting to set it down on my side and then I went, no, I want to see Rick's reaction here. Uh, kids at the after school program have asked me in the past why I don't panic with spiders. And I tell them that every time I see a spider, I wonder if that is the radioactive one that could give me those powers. 
I haven't found it yet. Nerd talk. We had a big fallout this week with um, a Turtle Boy article. If you don't know who Turtle Boy is, his name's Aiden Kearney, and he has a news site. And uh, there's really not much journalistic integrity. There's no attributions. There's no quotes. There's no sourcing of any kind. People can comment under an anonymous name. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can just whatever. Problem is, a hit piece was done on a person in this town, and then it was presented on Turtle Boy. And this is something that was presented on Society of Unbothered Neighbors. Mm -hmm. So now it puts me in the crossfire. I was fielding a lot of questions from people about, do you condone this? Do you support this? Are you going to take it down? You better take it down, all that kind of stuff. So what I did was I read the Turtle Boy article, and it's unflattering, and it's the credibility is not really great, but it basically it's a character assassination on someone in this town. But as a white guy, educated U.S. citizen, I'm sort of reading commentary like, you're coming after me, and I'd just like to remind you that I am not any of the things you are proclaiming to be. And I don't like being told you're a bigot or you're racist or whatever if you don't think a certain way. I've been called loosely a misogynist, a racist, a sexist, everything just for having... I mean, I haven't been called that directly because I don't engage with these people directly. Yeah, but, sure. But when I read your comments, what you're saying is that happens and you are this. And I don't like it. It just turns me off. So I did post... A response and I said you know what I'm gonna let it sit here and you guys can all look at it and this is a reflection of what we've become as a community all right let's do those ads I want to talk about Park Street books dot com and I also want to talk about the store just plain old Park Street books without the dot com without it yeah that's for the sans.com is it sans or sans I say sans. I think it's French. It sounds better. Sans. Sans. Uh -huh. oh. Get woke, bro. Anyway, I want to talk to you guys about how great my friend Jim James is, owner of Park Street Books and ParkStreetBooks.com. I had a word with him today. I said, Jim, how's it going? He said, great. Is there anything you want to talk about on the podcast tonight regarding your advertising? He said, nope, you're good. Just do what you do. Love it. I said, thank you. I said, Jim, while well, I got you on the line. Are there people complaining that you're advertising with our show? And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of complaints. I said, no kidding. How many? He said, I couldn't put a number on it, but it's a lot. And I said, okay. Thanks for the transparency and the honesty. Follow-up question. Why do, you still, <laughs> why do you still advertise? And he says, because I think everyone's voice needs to be heard. And you're a very good friend. Oh, also, you can buy books there. And toys and pottery. Where? Parkstreetbooks.com. That's right. And also just the regular Park Street Books. And the brick and mortar, yeah. Yep. Well, it's that time of year. You're looking out your beautiful bay window across the street to your neighbor's wonderfully manicured lawn, and you go, my God, how do they do it every year? I bet they didn't even do it. They, well, you're right. What I was going to say is I'll tell you how they did it. They called Mario. Our good friend Mario Ippoliti. 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 Get the guy's our name good right. <laughs> My dear friend Mario Apology of Mario's Lawn Care. They gave him a ring at 508-359-8016. Wait a minute. That's I'm your handwriting. Yeah, this is... <laughs> Wait, no, it's awful. I, this, these are my notes. That's amazing. I don't know how you're going to read that. My wife gives me um, a grocery shopping list well, and her well, handwriting. Hers. I know, but how do you... Do you ever not... Are you ever not able to read your own handwriting? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, same with that. Does yeah, happen some of this I can't read. Okay. 
Well, this will be a fun interview. Let's get started. In the studio with us is Michelle Intravaya, and she is a Medfield resident with one kid in schools. No, I have three children. Um, I have two boys in school. Two boys in the schools. Yeah. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. That's okay. Also, let's see how else I can butcher this introduction. You are a Boston public school teacher. Yes. on Currently on leave. On leave. Yes. Okay. And you are a volunteer with the Samaritans organization, and yes. that's specifically why you're here tonight. Yes. To talk about depression and suicide and... A little bit about the Samaritans and how they can help people right. who are struggling because one of the themes on this show is people, people's tolerance for other people dealing with this quarantine. Mm-hmm. You know, People aren't doing well. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of maybe going on Facebook and taking it out on people, there are other ways you could right. possibly yeah. talk about your your feelings or your problems or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important and very timely to have you here. Okay. Uh, the suicide prevention number, before we go, 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Or you can text 741-741 anytime. Someone will get back to you immediately. Okay. So, um, Michelle, I also took some notes here from our our prelim call the other day. And I don't want to brag, but my notes are way neater than yours. In fact, if these are, are the notes... Are those your notes from our meeting? Yes. That's so funny. So theoretically, our notes say the same thing. They don't Maybe, look anything yeah, like. Yeah, right, 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 yeah. Okay. In the words of John Adams, the only thing that most people do better than anyone else is read their own handwriting. So way to go, Rick, for blasting her for that. I love his little, little. his little historical nuggets. Yeah. Did you know that Dolly Madison saved the painting of yes. George Washington? Eight, yes. When the British burned the yes. 1812? No? Okay. Yep. Moving on. Um, Michelle, this is not a fun discussion mm-hmm. and, and this is a, supposed to be a fun podcast. So I'd yeah. like, I'd like to personally thank you for bringing it down. Okay. Yeah, this is really good, <laughs> but Anytime. seriously, it's important though. We yeah. do have to talk about it. And I said on the phone, how do we make this engaging yeah. or interesting? I yeah. think your story alone, if you're listening and you're like, where's the fun? Um, this is a very important story. So let's hear about why would you want to get involved in Samaritans. So how I originally got involved with um, the Samaritans is um, I actually, I lost my dad to suicide when I was um, 18 years old. And just through that experience and through um, my healing process, I actually became a participant in the Samaritans organization. And just by being um, part of the organization, I realized how powerful it is and, and what a difference that um, the organization can make. Let's talk a little bit about that experience, sure. losing your father. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a different kind of loss. Right. So um, I was 18 years old and my dad had suffered from depression, like had depressive symptoms, but my family and I really didn't understand it. And we didn't like talk about that kind of stuff. So we had noticed he'd be depressed sometimes and we noticed that he was just sad or down. And, and again, it was just something like in our family, we didn't talk about it. We didn't really discuss it. And are, sorry, are you Irish? Yes. Oh, that's why. Yeah. Okay, continue. <laughs> yeah, no. well, yeah, completely. <laughs> Just as I started to go to college when I was 18, it seemed like he started to get more depressed and it started to get worse. And I can remember actually when he dropped me off at college, he wasn't the dad that I remember from years before. Like he wasn't, when he was dropping me off, he just seemed kind of down and he just wasn't 
he wasn't himself. And that that's a milestone in your life. And yeah. The father would be very proud, right? right. You should be right. showing enthusiasm and excitement and yeah. send you off on a... Yeah. On a high note, right? And you right. weren't getting that. I wasn't. And I was actually kind of upset because I was just like, what's just what's your problem? Like, yeah. why can't you just think of, think about me or, or what I'm going through or, you know, this milestone? Why can't you be happy for why me? Why can't you be happy? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't re- really understand what he was dealing with at that point. So that was my freshman year. And he had been dealing with um, depression and had actually attempted um, through my my freshman year and that that's when I had found out like how depressed he actually was and yeah. like how this was actually a really a problem and it wasn't something that he was just sad and honestly for me being an 18 year old I was like really ashamed sure of what was happening and really like embarrassed that I had a dad who was at times suicidal and and so depressed. I was just like, I was very like worried what other people thought and just, I didn't want to talk about it. And we just didn't know how to handle it as a family. So did you even talk to it with like your best friend or one person in Um, your family? Just offshoot conversations, anything? I I, I don't know. I just remember like my Christmas break and I was seeing like my best friend and um, I just was bawling, crying. And she was like, how are you doing? And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't share what was going on. I just couldn't share it, but I just, it was, it was bad, you know, like, and so, and I went back to college, I needed support. So I actually, and actually I did tell my roommate who is actually my best friend um, to this day. And she was like, you need to see someone. She's like, I can't handle this. And that was super helpful because I had never seen a psychologist at that point. I'm sorry, your friend says you need to see a professional. I can't handle this. Yeah, but she wasn't saying it in a mean way. No, but she was saying this is too heavy for me. It's too much for, yeah. Yeah, I could talk about the boyfriend you broke up with. Yeah, so I actually ended up going to see, um, and I was like so embarrassed that I was going to see a therapist too. Like I was like, it was just so odd. Everything was so out of my Everybody should have a therapist. Yeah. It's a life coach. No, I I know. It's, I mean, now I completely have a totally different view, but- At that age, 18 years old, I, I had the opinion people who see therapists, there's something wrong with yeah. them. Like, and that was just the view. I, no one told me that. People still think that. But yeah, yeah, that's the view I have. And I've, I mean, completely shifted. Sure. But I finish the year and I come back in May and my dad is still depressed and he's getting help. Like he sees a doctor and he had been um, hospitalized during that time period, but he wasn't getting better. And then in May of 95, he, he died by suicide. What was his name? Bill. Bill Bryan. And how old was Bill? 55. 55 years old. And that's how you're involved here with Samaritan. Yeah. And so when I was back home from college and it was the summertime and we got something from the Samaritans and, and one of the the, the papers said uh, 50, 50 feelings you may have after you lose someone from suicide. And I read through it and it was like... Um, you feel like you're going crazy. You have never felt your feelings are so intense. Like all these things that of like what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel so much better. I was like, great. Like I am not going crazy. This is like, this is the deal. And I end up going to, um, they have support group meetings for people who have lost someone to, to suicide. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going to that with my mom. And, um, and that's kind of how my journey, my healing journey began. You know, when you lose someone this way, it's, 
you're dealing with, um, you know, the loss, which mm-hmm. is sad, but then you're also dealing with how they go. And there's, it's really hard to find some consolation, like just a safe, a place, a safe place, because people are really nervous to talk to you about it because they don't want to like bring up something that's, you know, can make you sad or whatever. Like, so going to these meetings was really important because it was just a place that you could say what you needed to say and other people there understood. Obviously, mental illness is a lot more like prevalent today, and it's yeah. kind of more talked about. Um, yes, but like, I'm sorry, is it prevalent, or are we just talking about it more? I don't. That's a good question. I I feel like it's so. The thing is, I'm so different than what I was before this experience because I changed so much. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't. Don't know. I don't know if I'm just more in touch with it. Like, or I don't care. Yeah. About you know what I used to care about. So I don't, that's a good question. When you're feeling it, like like when I'm like feeling really, really depressed or something, I feel like I feel so alone. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel weird for being depressed. Yeah, and right. like when I was 15, that's mm-hmm. when I first got like diagnosed with depression. And mm-hmm. I, the first time I ever went to therapy, mm-hmm. I, the minute I stepped in the room, my therapist wasn't even in there. I was bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out. I was like, I'm weird for going to therapy. Right, right. I'm, it, that's the shame. Mm-hmm. That's completely the shame. Yeah. It's like I'm weird for going for therapy. I'm yeah. weird for like feeling this way. Like, yeah. How how do you like get over that? I don't think you get over it. I think that's just being a human being. You know what I mean? And I think like that's just something that people deal with, but they don't tell you that they deal with it. Let me give you the website for Samaritans. It's SamaritansHope.org, mm-hmm. and their suicide prevention number is one eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. Or you can text them anytime at 741-741. All right, so we're going to wrap this up. More conversations like this need to be had. I hope that you guys listening appreciated the fact that I we did this. We we had this conversation. Mm-hmm. It wasn't most, it's not a comfortable, fun conversation to have. And I, a lot of times I don't know how to approach it. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it is something that needs to be talked about because at least three of us in the room know of at least one person that has committed suicide. Yeah. Mary, do you know anyone that's ever taken their life? Yeah. You do. Yeah, so four for four. Yeah, that's terrific. So it touches all of us. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And then also with the climate that they're in, I mean, we're in right now, I mean, it's not beyond reality or, or possibility that Medfield could encounter a loss to suicide. Let me see if we can end this on a positive note and Mm -hmm. i don't even feel comfortable talking about suicide and asking for you to you know Mm -hmm. cheer us up but is there for lack of a better term a silver lining in this for you michelle i definitely think there's a silver lining i don't um i feel like through this work i've met such amazing people but i think my um i am so so much more of a compassionate person than Mm -hmm. i was before um because again you never know what someone's dealing with so that's definitely been a silver lining and I also I met my husband um my husband lost uh, a loved one to suicide as well and um he we both met at a Samaritan's facilitator training so um so you can meet your husband (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Uh, well, I did ask you to end the show on a light note. Yeah. And your husband, Chuck, is a great guy. Yeah. And you've got a great family. Yes. Thank you for coming in. It's okay. Michelle Intravaya, and she is uh, with the Samaritans organization. Let's speak on behalf of them and how they've helped her out. If you want to get in touch, their suicide prevention number is 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. 
Or you can go to their website, learn more. Go to SamaritansHope.org. And then, again, you can text anytime, 741-741. Thanks, Michelle. Yeah, thank you. What like, did we, we learn today? We, we didn't learn anything. We learned that Mary Long is superior to Kathy Ferris because Mary Long is here. <clears throat> she showed up. Kathy? Over four. We're waiting. We're waiting for your triumphant return, Kathy, and I expect it in the coming week. <laughs> How about we make an ultimatum? Kathy, if you can hear this, it is a mandatory attendance podcast next week. If yeah. you do not show up, there will be recourses, consequences. consequences, which we will discuss next week with you not here. So it's your best yeah. interest to show up. What if she's not listening right now? Well, yeah, good question. Why would she? I'm off tonight. Go ahead, That's Mike. Cool. Um, Dude, my best joke tonight was about your Spider-Man shirt, and that was like an hour ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else did we talk about? We also learned about uh, our sweet rides uh, from yesteryear. We learned that the mascot conversation hasn't really gotten very far, and we're all ready to move on from quarantine and get back to fun. And then we also had a very serious conversation about suicide and suicide prevention. This was a pretty heavy show. I had fun. Did you have fun, Mike? I had a great time. I mean, it's about as much fun as you can have talking about suicide and depression. It's important. We have to have that conversation, right? Yeah. Mary, do you feel enlightened by tonight's show? Very enlightened. Good. I hope your uh, friends in high school that might be struggling listen to this. Mm-hmm. I appreciate your question about how Samaritans might help a depressed kid who's not necessarily suicidal, just having a tough go at it. All right, Mary, why don't you get us out of here? You did a great job, by the way. Thanks for coming back. Thank you. Good luck in school next week on the anniversary of the uh, sinking of the Titanic. Uh, yes. That's a very uh, opportune time to um, go back to school. It's kind of reflective on the school year we've had. Mary, I would like you to end the show on a positive note and leave give something to the audience. Why, of course. Well, Scuttlebutt, thank you for listening. And always remember to reach out if you need help. To reach out to someone if someone else needs help. Reach out to someone who does need help. Reach out. Also, follow Scuttlebutt on Instagram and Facebook. We also have a website, smalltownscuttlebutt.com. Toodaloo. Thanks. Thanks, Mary. Toodaloo. That's the best you can do. TTFN. I'm hungry, okay? (laughs) Okay, let's go eat. Bye, guys.